0: Got a cloud Over my head When I wake up I bet I seem Perfect on paper I Couldn't be Further away Feels like there's a crowd Of people that I've Disappointed Places that I've been Parts I left on the way. I'm only human, I've made my mistakes. It's hard to feel high when you're falling from grace, but I'll keep falling.
1: Here we go, season two. Welcome to Unrehearsed. I'm your host, Joanna Basil. I actually prepared for this one, you guys. <laughs> I sat down a couple weeks ago to just give it to you and found myself all over the place. But that was a reflection of where I was in general. So thank you for your patience. I didn't think that this was going to happen, but here we are. And I wanted to say thank you to everyone that has supported the birth of Unrehearsed and our collective journey. Everyone had their favorite episodes last season and their favorite guests. And we'll have some part twos and threes, like listener favorite Dr. Charlie. My intention was to set goals and talk about that again to kick off season two, much like the way I kicked off on to begin with, right? But I was uninspired. I had lost hope, really. Um... And I'll get to the goals eventually. But I wanted to read something from Brene Brown. In my yoga talks and classes, I reference her all the time. But somewhere along the way, I stopped listening to her podcast. But I did pick up her latest book, which is much like a textbook. Yeah, this book sounds like a labor of love. It's called Atlas of the Heart. And when I read this part, I wept because it resonated with me so much hope hopelessness and despair we need hope like we need air to live without hope is to risk suffocating on hopelessness and despair risk being crushed by the belief that there is no way out of what is holding us back no way to get to what we desperately need and that's how i felt really so we experience hope when, one, we have the ability to set realistic goals. Two, we are able to figure out how to achieve those goals, including the ability to stay flexible and develop alternative pathways. Three, we have agency. We believe in ourselves. So I wasn't, I wasn't there at all when I opened this up and I was just smacked upside the head by all of this hopelessness and despair. Everything about these words is hard. First, they are both emotions and experiences that can lead to feelings of desperation and can have serious... See, I take notes. I wrote over the, over the her words. Uh, first, they are both emotions and experiences that can lead to feelings of desperation and can pose serious threats to our well-being. Second, it is really difficult to separate these two constructs and talk about them as different experiences, yet they are. In the despair research, the word hopeless is often used synonymously with despair. But in the research on hopelessness, we see very few mentions of the concept of despair. And then she breaks it down. Hopelessness arises out of a combination of negative life events and negative thought patterns, particularly self-blame and perceived inability to change our circumstances. So she looks at C.R. Snyder's work and his trilogy of goals, pathways, and agency that we just touched on to better understand hopelessness. Hopelessness stems from not being able to set realistic goals. And even if we can identify realistic goals, we can't figure out how to achieve them. If we attempt to achieve the goals, We give up when we fail. We can't tolerate disappointment, and we can't reset. Last, we don't believe in ourselves or our ability to achieve what we want. Hopelessness is serious. In more than 30 years of research, Aaron Beck and his colleagues have established that experiences of hopelessness are strongly and specifically related to suicidality. There are two ways to think about despair and its relationship to hopelessness. Hopelessness can apply to a specific situation or to life more generally. Despair is a sense of hopelessness about a person's entire life and future. When extreme hopelessness seeps into all the corners of our lives and combines with extreme sadness, we feel despair. I once heard theologian Rob Bell define despair as the belief that tomorrow will be just like today. When we are in struggle and or experiencing pain, despair, that belief that there is no end to what we're experiencing, is a desperate and claustrophobic feeling. We can't figure a way out or through the struggle and the suffering. And my notes here said addiction. That's what addiction feels like, right? And also, I think that would be the basis of much of our anxiety. So, yeah, this stuff resonated with me. And... Yeah, I was feeling hopeless, but I was also feeling despair. And this piece about suicidality, I didn't read over that like it was nothing. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it last year. So fuck the podcast. I didn't think I was going to make it last year. So when I say thank you to those guys that held me up, I mean it. I wouldn't be here without you. Holy shit! I didn't anticipate this, Kyle. Thank you. You know, I'm I'm working with professionals, uh, trauma therapists specifically, and uh, it's it's been a, a road. <laughs> I'm healing, right? My brain is healing. And in that process, my therapist tells me, as does Brene Brown, actually, which everything she talks about, she researches, right? Healthy relationships help heal our brains. So that's where I'm at right now. What am I doing today that inspired me to sit my ass down and do the podcast? Well. As you know, I'm a woman of action. I truly believe that we can take agency and change our situation. I haven't really been able to do that because I felt stuck. But I started to do things. I started to reconnect to my morning routines and to things that I have read about and I know work for me. For example, the binaural beats listening to frequencies specific to opening energy centers, specific to ridding myself of negativity, to focus. It helps me meditate. I know a lot of people have trouble meditating. A lot of people don't know how to meditate. It is so worth picking up a book and reading about meditation and then trying to practically apply it. Everything I read, I make it my own truth. I could read anything. Untethered soul, which I'll talk more about, the Bible, the big book, whatever it is, Atlas of the Heart. I take that information and I practically apply it and make it my own truth. And then I share it with you guys. So I started listening to these frequencies in the morning, puts me in a more meditative state. And this is after I've read something nourishing, like I said. And then I do a yoga stretch. As Dr. Charlie says, movement is medicine. Been eating a little cleaner, sort of. (laughs) Listen, I do my green drinks every day so I can eat pizza whenever I want. I'm exercising daily and I'm still getting outdoors. I'm still sober. And that's been a real challenge as of late. And it's hard for me to admit that because there's a fear of judgment, especially in the work I do. Some of you know that I act as a sober companion and coach, and I'm human, right? Miss Perfect still yells occasionally. I still get scared. And i have been really lonely lately. You know, add a little heartbreak in there and perfect recipe for me to want to drink. And I'm not even, I never even really liked drinking, let's be honest. I did it out of necessity. I've been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, social anxiety. Someone the other day said, bullshit, there's no way that you have social anxiety. That absolutely is one of the reasons why I drank and used. I still suffer from social anxiety. I just take measures to deal with it. Therapy. There's non-narcotic medication out there that you can use. If you pay attention to your moods and your body, you can find out what helps you and what doesn't. For example, melatonin, I can't take it. It makes me depressed. I suffer from situational depression. I'm not diagnosed with depression. I'm an anxious bird, okay? So yeah, I take measures to combat the anxiety, but it's a daily practice. So all that morning routine stuff kind of sets me off in the right direction, gets me connected to my center so I can come from that place most of the day. I don't talk about my failures or my challenges as a sober woman sometimes because I do have that fear of judgment. And lately, people have been dismissive of the pandemic the last two years has been really hard on everybody. And that's the insurmountable adversity I talk about. That's We've all been through that, right, in this, this time. But the unthinkable anguish that I referenced, it's like nothing I've ever known before. And I hope I never experience anything close to that again. So I'm not ignoring the fact at all that we have been in the midst of a global pandemic. Let's not forget about that because you want to talk about situational depression. There you go. Lately, I've been trying to open those energy centers, those chakras. I don't talk yoga enough. I know. I will. Hopefully in the upcoming season, we'll have one of my favorite yogis on. That flow of energy within me just stopped with all the trauma and tragedy and heartbreak. And I started to close. And I recently picked up Untethered Soul again, and I reread chapter five. You know, I I closed my heart. That energy we all have, I couldn't access it. So in Chinese medicine, it's called qi. In yoga, it's called shakti. I call it spirit. I kept saying, I don't have a lot of spirit left. Don't break my spirit. I don't have a lot left. But my spirit was broken. Much like it was after I was assaulted and before I got sober. That's sort of what I have been equating it to. So in addition to doing all those morning practices, I also... Set some goals. I did it again, again this year, second year in a row. As some of you know, last year was the first time I ever set goals. But I look at them more now as intentions. I had mentioned Warren Buffett's 25-5 rule. You write out a list of 25 goals and then you narrow it down to five and you eliminate the other ones and just focus on those. Well, he himself debunked it. I think I also. Reference James Clear, the Atomic Habits Guy to kick off last season and the whole dead banana analogy. I'm happy to report I don't have any old bananas in my freezer right now. And I wasn't gonna let this podcast become a dead banana. It feels really good. And I, you know what? <laughs> in addition to not having any bananas in the freezer, I never made banana bread. And I'm okay with that. I threw out the ones that were in there last year. So there. But going back to Warren Buffett, one thing he did say was that he reads. That was the takeaway I got from doing some research on the 25-5 rule. Warren Buffett is a reader. And to paraphrase him, he says, go to bed each day. A little smarter. And I can do that. Some of you know I'm a voracious reader. Whether it's something my therapist recommends, I'm currently reading, You Are the One You've Been Waiting for, Bringing Courageous Love to Intimate Relationships. It's about meeting your own needs and letting the other person be themselves. And that space in between that's where the true intimacy takes place. It also focuses on your protectors and parts of you that come from past trauma. For me, a lot of my parts are in survival mode and have been my whole life. And in speaking of goals, one of my goals or one of my intentions this year is to get out of survival mode. There's a great documentary out there. It's called The Most Beautiful Thing. And it's the first black rowing team in the country. And they come out of the West Side of Chicago. So that turned me on too, but they actually go into what happens in our brain when we are traumatized. And we grow up in in those situations. And we are constantly in survival mode. It's almost like you can't think long-term. And that's where I've been my whole life. And I realized last year that that's what I'm doing. So whether it's a relationship or financial, right? A job. I used to say, I live a very non-linear life. You know, I make decisions based on opportunity. No, I make decisions based on survival. Isn't that crazy? But to, to come to that realization and learn all that through therapy, through reading, it that in itself has opened me up some, right? And then I get into a place of action and I get into a place of acceptance and forgiveness. And that's kind of been the theme so far. Acceptance and forgiveness. And those were the two concepts that came up for me this morning during my meditation. And sometimes I'm thinking of someone specifically, but other times it's just this general feeling and then I feel open. So getting back to goals, because that's really what I wanted to talk about today. Get out of survival mode. I want to be in love. Like what a great feeling. I was getting there, but I have this whole list of stuff, right? I want to write. I want to live more I want to monetize my creativity, monetize the podcast. I want to start boxing again. I want to really focus on self-care so I can help others. I want to wrap things up back in Chicago that will help me out financially, emotionally, and mentally. I want to let go of burdens. I want to get a dog, maybe. (laughs) We'll see. I want to be where I want to be with who I want to be with. And doing all this stuff and staying open, new opportunities have come my way. That's also a product of me setting intentions of educating myself on what's going on with me and taking action on all of it. So I didn't do the Warren Buffett 25-5 rule. I did make a list just so I could set intentions and I didn't I didn't even read all of them but get my own needs met return to integrity no gossiping send goodwill to others and be happy be really truly happy for my friends and associates that are thriving continue working on and walking through trauma and <laughs> And the last thing I wrote was, be a better person. And with that said, I'll close it like I always do. You guys take care of each other.
0: I don't want to be alone. I don't want to stay here on my own. Here on my own. Every time that I look, there's another headline on my phone. Yeah, the world needs some loving, there's so much gone bad Didn't know just how good that we had it So tell me something nice, give me something to write these wrongs The chaos has got.